On this episode of DevTalk, I speak to Conrad Cocosa about .NET memory management. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Conrad Cocosa. Conrad is a .NET developer focused on performance. He's author, blogger, consultant, freelancer, and founder of .NETOS.org. Hello, Conrad. Hello. Nice to, nice to meet you. Thank you for, for being my guest on this show. Uh, you are in Poland, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We have still winter here, where, where, at least where I am here. We're somewhere in between. We're uh, between 25 degrees plus and snowstorm last Tuesday, <laughs> uh, when, right when we were driving. Um, so, uh, But summer Something is, is here, right? coming. <laughs> We're not that far apart. Yeah, Neighboring that's, that's country. That's a good news. <laughs> uh, I stumbled upon you on Twitter because you wrote a book on .NET performance. And .NET performance is something that is dear to my heart. So I went out and bought the book. And I have not read it. But it is uh, good to know that I have it. And um, <laughs> I always wanted to get to this point in our project I had at the time where the performance was not good enough uh, that I would need to really dig deep and uh, do that performance. And uh, then we switched to .NET Core and suddenly our performance problems were all gone. And I I did not get that time to um, really switch everything to high performance code. So uh, I'm sorry for not reading it, but I the, the book is something... That seems very special to me. It's, it's waiting for bad times, right? <laughs> yes, it's for, it is for bad times. That's right. When you're in a, in a dire situation and uh, the customer is unhappy. Uh, but the, your book is something that is very special. I don't know anything really comparable in the .NET field. And I was wondering how it came that you wrote a book like that and what went into writing a book like that. Yes, so the whole story is from my personal like uh, experience. So um, it was that I was working in a company that was having some issues, and I was, we can say, by kind of accident, uh, I was involved in trying to resolve those problems, and in the end, they uh, pretty often ended to be a problem related to memory, for example, like memory leaks or on the other stuff related to the GC, how it was working. So I started to dig in how it is working and I started to like that. So I was trying to be involved at the time, at the time because I started to like all this troubleshooting. So then there was more issues to be solved and they were coming to me because people were just knowing that I am the guy that will probably try to solve them. Mm -hmm. And then I learned uh, more and more about those issues because I was solving them. So uh, in the end, I thought, okay, so it turns out that uh, we have pretty mm, super nice, in fact, .NET Runtime, which is doing a lot of things out of the box. But there are some edge cases that it is not working as expected. We have some problems, some long pauses, slow responses, and uh, other problems like memory leak, for example. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, so maybe it is good the idea to summary all the knowledge that I have uh, in a form of a book. Like I have some experience, so let's write it down and provide it to the community. 
and that was the horror story so it was from my experience in a particular company mm -hmm. and then later on i started to be you know doing more and more stuff related to that some workshops some trainings some consultancy so my knowledge even was bigger so i while writing a book i gathered even more knowledge <laughs> so in the end uh, the whole book took 1000 pages and it is only about memory management but yes the, that whole that the this whole story begin as a uh, few issues in a particular company that I was working on. The book's title is Pro.net Memory Management. So and but it's it, it is not just about memory or is is memory the root cause of all performance issues in dotnet uh, yeah absolutely like absolutely not obviously but uh there was this uh, niche which was not covered because we have a book like Pro.net Performance, a great book written by Sasha Goldstein, which was one of the, let's say, uh, books that I was inspired by uh, to write my own, but just to dedicate this whole book dedicated to the memory, because we have several books in .NET ecosystem, which was about internals performance, but there was only one chapter or two chapters are about memory as one of the aspects, obviously. Yeah. And I just know that it is much more to say than one or two chapters. So uh, I just, it seemed to be a good decision to dedicate the whole book. While we have obviously another problems, not related to memory, but we have enough memory related problems to write a separate book. Well, that's kind of fascinating because the naive approach would be, um, I used to have memory problems. Then I switched to a language with managed memory and I shouldn't have any memory problems <laughs> anymore. That that's yeah. what people um, could think when they when they come to the world of of garbage collected memory. Yeah, absolutely. So in general, this like we must imagine, we must realize, in fact, that I wrote this book after like 20, 20 15 years after the .NET runtime has been introduced. So. The people were living without this book and the world was running and the applications were running. So it is not super first class problem uh, to know all these things for sure. So we can live for years and I was even living for years without all this knowledge, writing, providing business applications. But on the other hand, still there are some of those edge cases. So then we start to dig in and try to understand how it is all working. And uh, I also need to mention that this book is not only about problems because it seems, it may seem uh, to, 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 to people listening to us that we have so many problems in .NET that I needed to write yeah. this book. But this book is not only about the problems. Uh, it, the whole idea is just to provide people a huge amount of knowledge about everything related to memory. So not only problems and how to solve them, but also how to measure whether you have a problem or not, because it is sometimes a problem that you even don't know how to measure whether you have or not uh, a problem in your application or how to write a code that will be memory efficient, which is also a big topic. So and also covering some internals for people interested how it is really working just for 
just for knowing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is not even super practical to know, but still I found a lot of people were just interested how it is working. So all those pieces put together took 1000 pages and uh, it is fascinating that something that is in the end automatic and running out of the box uh, still has so many knowledge to be covered, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, really fascinating. Um, how did you get all this information? I, I mean, uh, is is this something that is... Um, you said that some people wrote a little bit in books about this. D did you have a contact at the .NET team or, or how, how did this work? Yeah, so I attacked it from a various places like uh, one of the very first things was just to reread everything that i was reading before in every possible book mm -hmm. <laughs> published before mine so just to have this common uh, understanding what previous authors have has written about it uh, but that was not enough obviously i wanted to make more deep knowledge more uh, broadened uh, knowledge about all this stuff so uh, one two two things first of all luckily and by the way it was one of the drivers why i decided to write this book is that dotnet core is open source so now we have uh, uh, simply the whole garbage collector and every aspect on, of the runtime is open source so we can just uh, go to the github uh, look at the repository and understand all algorithms. So I was spending a lot, I mean a lot of time in the GCCPP file, which is just the one file describing what the garbage collector is doing and how, and debugging it literally by day by day debugging uh, the GC run, single GC run was one of the huge amount of knowledge for me. But also uh, I contacted, as you said, the Microsoft team, I contacted Maoni Stevens, which is, uh, uh, she is a main, the lead designer of the GC in, in Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So I contacted her to help me simply uh, to understand things, to review the whole book. Uh, just to make sure I'm not writing and not I'm not writing stupid things. And she is she is the the last. I mean, she knows everything. So when she said it is okay, it was okay. <laughs> so it was another another uh, let's say sanity check for the for the whole book. So and also from my experience, from my experiments, from debugging simple applications, comparing it with the knowledge about the GC itself, providing some sample scenarios, measuring. So a lot of research also based on my experience from real case problems uh, was also an important part. Well, you mentioned .NET Core. Did, did you start this book before .NET Core was uh, was a thing or was this the, the trigger to for you to start the book that there was suddenly this source code available? Yes, I mean, I was thinking about it for some time, but um, that I, I must admit that having the source code was the final trigger. Mm -hmm. So I was just sure that now or never, I mean, the, now or never, like someone for sure will do it because now we have this open source uh, of the runtime and we can expect someone will start to describe it and various pieces of it will be described for example in a form of, of a book so describing garbage collector in details uh, was kind of natural 
the natural thing when the opens when the Microsoft is open sourcing things. Like now, probably we can expect someone will write a book about the JIT compile compiler because it was also open sourced, and people may be interested how it is really working. Yeah, I, I noticed, with, especially with .NET Core, Microsoft put a lot of effort in. Uh, maybe making it easier to write high-performance code. I, I saw there were a lot of the changes in in the runtime or in in the framework, um, like like read-only or span. Um, just these new features that that help you if you have this requirement that you you want to have really fast code, but you don't want to revert to. Uh, going to to a lower level language or or i don't know uh, p invokes or something like that yeah correct so uh, this is uh, we are living in a super interesting times in that in that context because for years from my perspective uh, and perception microsoft was concerned about making dotnet framework simply working and providing features libraries frameworks mm -hmm. and only in recent years there is this huge i uh, but really huge movement of making it efficient yeah. which is obviously a, because of the cloud hosting on azure because of cost of host and possibilities of hosting it on linux and so on and so on so and uh, now the, we have this tech empower benchmark site which is comparing various uh, runtimes and people are just comparing them to see what they can use to host their applications and the performance is really becoming an important uh, factor for that so we are seeing huge amounts of uh, announcement about it, the every in fact runtime version introduced a lot of improvements of the field on the field of uh, performance mm -hmm. and this is super nice because it is just out of the box like you can migrate to newer version of the runtime and, and you can expect some performance improvements without touching your your own code so which is super nice which is like for a guy like me which is living for performance related issues and consultancy maybe a little bit problematic in that manner that you know I, my main advice may be in the end migrate to newer framework on or runtime but still even microsoft is doing a lot of things on that field to make things faster out of the box still there are uh, so there is this surface of our control like you even mentioned, we have span, we have uh, ref structs, we have a lot of low-level stuff that we can use to write efficient code without uh, falling back to the unmanaged uh, languages. And this is super nice from my perspective because I see C sharp uh, becoming more and more high-level, uh, multi-level language. In fact, so mm -hmm. uh, we can write a lot of code, business code concerning how we can model domain and other really nice stuff. But then we can separate this part or that part of our application and make it super efficient still within a dotnet ecosystem still using ids and all the stuff which is super nice in dotnet but using all this low level stuff and this is this is uh, which is super super nice that we have this multi-level of programming in c sharp currently it, th that was something really missing at the very beginning so 
it's super nice to have it. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Is I see it evolving into the into the right direction, and uh, big fan of of .NET and C Sharp and where, where they're going. You wrote this book, and has your daily work changed since then? Because I mean, this must be you. You must be the go-to person for a lot of people when they they are having issues at this point. Yes. Yeah, so uh, during the working on that book, uh, on that book, I moved from the full-time job to be a freelancer on a self-employed freelancer mm -hmm. uh, on the, doing consultancies, trainings, workshops in that manner. So in general about performance scalability, which also connects with architecture somehow yep. sometimes. Uh, and uh, it was pretty huge change for me but i was some that was something that was by design it was planned like writing this book was helping me to do that because it provides kind of brand building and recognizability that you can gain yeah. from having a, a book on the market so it was a kind of natural evolution for me and also uh, we decided with two friends that we will create this dotnetos initiative as you mentioned which is all about the same things but in more like business level of uh, doing things so we are trying to in develop company doing things like that providing trainings authoring courses which are about performance uh, diagnostics and other stuff which also takes a lot of a lot of time mm -hmm. so although i'm not full full i'm not employed in, at a full time i have a lot of work to do like authoring courses currently for example authoring a course which is about diagnostics in dotnet like debugging, tracing, profiling. Mm -hmm. And I, even I'm not an author of it, authoring of it, reviewing and the whole marketing and other stuff about the course is also uh, taking a lot of time. And I also enjoy it. Like it is like learning a little bit of different things, like how to develop a business, how to market a good product, which is sometimes really frustrating because you know that this product is really awesome but you don't know how to reach people to say about this product. So, yeah. Uh, this may be frustrating, but also pretty you know, enjoying. I'm enjoying all that stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, where where can you find these courses or, or how, how are you offering these courses? So we decided to do only online products. And this was even before this covid craziness mm -hmm. good but choice <laughs> currently it, exactly yeah. and currently it is only choice uh, so uh, we can you, you can reach the dot netos.org site you probably we can link it sure uh, under the description of this podcast or somewhere and we are just listing there all our courses the current ones the future ones because I'm also currently thinking about the course, which will be about .NET memory, because after two years of, of almost almost three years after the book uh, announcement, I finally decided to, to make uh, my own course about .NET memory, because some people prefer that way of learning instead of, for example, reading 1000 pages. So online course about it also is upcoming so dotnetos.org is about it and we are just listening there are all products so we will link it 
Nice. Yes, I, I will link to that in the show notes, of course. And uh, so you, you're marketing these yourself, not not through a third platform. And, and how how do you, how do these courses work? Um, is is it uh, like recording? Is it interactive in any form? Mm. So uh, this is something that was inspired by a guy, which is super successful in on that manner on that field here in Poland, although he is authoring only Polish based courses. So it is not known, at least currently outside Poland, but he invented, we can say that, and we are following this uh, way of learning, teaching uh, that we are authoring courses, which are pretty big, like not uh, something that may be watched by one or two hours. But this is typically a course which is, for example, 10 weeks. And every week is like two, three hours of material plus homeworks. Uh, so a lot of learning that will take two or three months even sometimes. So super. Com we are taking a particular topic and uh, just uh, providing you a super comprehensive amount of knowledge about that with world-class uh, authors or with us, <laughs> like uh, we authored our own course, what was, uh, it was about async in C Sharp, mm -hmm. which was so pretty successful because async, everyone is using async. So yeah. this is the form, like uh, videos with lectures, with homeworks and discussions. And it, is, it really works because it is like three, four hours per week, which may be you know, it is still some time that we need to find and to three, four hours per week is not so small amount of time that you need to dedicate yep. uh, when you are working, having family and so on. So uh, this is working pretty nicely and provides a lot of knowledge at people. And we are always uh, providing a lot of deep knowledge. So it is not something like here you have an async and you can await a task, <laughs> but yeah. uh, we are describing things in details, going into the details, how they are implemented, what are the consequences of that and uh, other stuff. So uh, it takes a lot of attention to learn all that uh, and to, to learn all that, all that, but we believe it is something really unique. Like there is a lot of courses which are just saying here you have this and you can begin by clicking here or there. But we are seeing some lack of really deep uh, knowledge. Yeah. Well, I, I did a, a few years back, I did two blog posts. One one was about async and the other one was about a wait. And I... Uh, I have had them translated or I translate them myself into German and English. And the German version of that is my most popular German blog entry. And it, it just seems this is this is something everybody needs and, and people are having a hard time grasping it. And my, my blog post is not in competition with you. It is very high level, uh, but it, it is just people are having a hard time wrapping their head around it and everyone needs to use it. And so so that that's really really great that you, you have an offer there where people can really dig deep and if they really want to understand what's going on there. Yeah. It is sometimes frustrating because not everyone 
at the very beginning even understand that it it's worth to know all these details so we can sometimes need to convince people that it is worth learning all that stuff but uh, when we are when we finally convince people and they are learning all that stuff they are super happy and then we are happy so uh, it is a process of enlightening enlightenment that hey implementation the implementation implementation details are important sometimes and it is worth to know them and they are fun pretty often that's right yeah well i, I mean microsoft did a really great job uh, there getting this complex something that was really complex into a form where it is it, at least it looks very easy um, and you don't have to worry about it so much anymore but it can really really come come back to bite you if you um, if you just, it, it, it is really good to know like the little subtle subtleties of the whole um, asynchronicity. I mean, knowing tasks and and threads and locks and things like that, uh, you you can't, just can't live without that, I guess. Yes, yes. And when we started to plan this async, uh, async expert course, we started to write down various ideas we would like to cover and the agenda was just growing and growing and growing because here we have this edge case here we can mention that or that and uh, in, it turned out that the async topic seems to be pretty easy like okay we have task and we can await it but when you go deep and try to explain various things and uh, caveats that you can meet the agenda may grow up really fast. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty a lot of fun to to create this 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 course. I, I must admit, although it was super demanding, like uh, not as demanding as writing a, as writing a book, but still, you know, recording a course and being a perfect with perfect sp spelling. Uh, before be, behind uh, the camera with the perfect spelling and perfect vocabulary and yeah. accent trying to be just so it was pretty pretty hard uh, to to create these videos uh, but also super satisfying when we saw the results so for people who want to uh, dig more into this uh, I, I will link to your um, to your courses, is there anything else that you're working on uh, in in the future, or, or plans for another book or something, perhaps? Uh, so currently, uh, currently, we, I'm rather more concerned about uh, developing this business. So we would like to author more interesting courses, mm -hmm. even not being an authors of them, but simply uh, author them and help to publish for good. Uh, experts on the market uh, in but with one ex exception i'm as i said going to announce soon my own on my own training online course about dotnet memory so it will be just dotnet memory expert mm -hmm. as we all which is aligned with the naming of our courses so it will be something like the book but in the online course form uh, with the much bigger emphasis on the practical side because in the book I covered pretty a lot of I'm maybe not a lot but some uh, theoretical and uh, implementation details 
because it has a book it is a book and it needed to be a complete uh, but then i decided to okay so when doing an on on right training let's make it much more practical get rid of all this super deep implementation details mm -hmm. and just concentrate on the practical side like what i really need to know in my everyday life uh, as a .NET developer uh, to make a memory aware efficient uh, program yeah and the part which is the the this super deep theoretical implementation details i just moved to the youtube so i we can also link uh, a series of my dotnet gc internals uh, webinars that i just i'm ending it was the 10 episodes everyone was like half and one and a half of hour of material so in the end it is like 15 hours of materials oh, wow. how it is just working and it is uh, as a free content available on youtube so every time you are interested how it is really working with the really deep implementation details you can go to the youtube and see that there for free uh, which is, uh, I'm satisfied because I just provided this knowledge and the course will not have it because it is nice to know, but it is not super important for an everyday regular .NET developer. Very nice. I will uh, put that whole list of links up. Um, so th thank you so much for for uh, telling us about uh, about your work there. And and uh, I, I am in awe at uh, what what you've um, uncovered uh, it, from from the depth of the .NET source code, um, it just keep up the good work, mm -hmm. and uh, thank you for sharing your knowledge. No problem. It's my pleasure. Like I really like doing that. Uh, so I'm still thinking about more and more things. That what can I do more <laughs> to to provide even more knowledge and on what field. Uh, so, for example, I'm looking slowly at the topic of Unity, like the game engine, yeah. because I like games and I like um, uh, playing games. And I was even writing some games at school, so I know how it is all doing uh, underneath. But Unity is another runtime and it has another GC, so right, yeah. <laughs> a lot of more, a new area to be covered. So we will see what the future will bring. Yes, I'm. I'm sure you won't and get bored. In general, uh, the, the, yeah. So um, my main message from well, because I don't, you know, I would like not to have this feeling that I'm promoting myself all the time during this, uh, during this <laughs> podcast. My main message would be for all listening to us is that I really encourage you to try to understand things that you are using like not using them only blindly like treating them as a magic box that is just working which is super nice that pretty often it is like that but sometimes it is good to look around and try to understand how this particular part uh, that i'm using is working whether it is entity framework isp.net uh, runtime itself just to try to understand things because it is all computer science, right? So once you learn something about this part, probably you will 
have a opportunity to transfer this knowledge to a different project to a different framework to a different language and in the end all this connects to a huge ball of computer science knowledge and it will be just much easier to learn new frameworks new languages and so other uh, and so on and so on so i would really like to encourage people to try to understand things not to end only at the level of tutorials and understanding how they can consume things that's my message <laughs> for today thank you for the wise words i i um i can only agree so thank you for being my guest and uh, i hope to have you on again in the future where you can tell us where what what else you've done or or what what you've been up to um, i hope i will i will think something interesting and by the way uh, because we mentioned that people may have problems in dotnet memory or maybe they are not aware how they can use gc or write a memory aware programs uh, i just it happened that today i created a page when you can check your knowledge about the gc just to know what do you know yeah. so probably we can also link that sure. to the podcast description and people will have an opportunity to to check to evaluate their knowledge about that to know <laughs> where they are you can also check that okay <laughs> I, i i what i sent this quiz to the money stevens we will see <laughs> what the, what she will um, gain as a score for this quiz because sometimes <laughs> Yeah, we will see. We will see. So I invite you just to go there and see what what do you know? Because uh, my sometimes we simply don't know what we don't know what we don't know <laughs> because we didn't saw any particular articles about the, this stuff, and then we don't know that in a simple manner we can measure GC, for example, to know whether you have a problem on production or not. So. Uh, yeah, so that was the final message from me. Try to try to the the quiz that I will provide uh, to you after the podcast. Great, thank you, thank you. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.